Hey. Ja. Ja, 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 ja. Y'all know who it is. It's the highest host, Adam Elchon, out right here at the Crown OG Studios, dude. It's so great to be in these Versace Espresso Glider Recliners week after week. It feels great to be here. Shout out to uh, Crown OG. Shout out to Apothecary. Shout out to Kentron for tickling them ebonies and ivories. And shout out to all of y'all, uh, wherever you're at. Listening to this or watching this, if you're watching it live on Twitch, you're already getting the exclusive. Appreciate y'all. If you are listening to this wherever podcasts are found, dude, that's Amazon, Spotify, Google, iTunes, whatever, dude. Thank y'all. And if you are on YouTube, then you already know what's going on. You see what's happening. We already went shopping for some weed. And uh, you see who's sitting next to me, dude. Uh, he is... Growing to be a legend in the space. He's already a legend in anybody born in the late 1900s. I'm not trying to age you or anything, though. But, you know, it's been 30, 30, I think 30 wow. years to the year yeah. that uh, the movie came out. Yeah. He uh, was on a bunch of comedy shows. Freaks and Geeks was one of them. He was also in a crazy-ass music video. I don't know if y'all know about this, but Logic and Eminem did a song. And, uh, you know, he was... I gotta, I gotta, dude, how did you memorize it? We're gonna get into that. I'm talking about the one and only dude. And honestly, I was talking about this on the pre-show, but he is one of my favorite, like, uh, I'm gonna say celebrity. I'm gonna use that word. I know it's, some people feel weird when you say celebrity, but you're one of my f celebrity brands. One of my favorite celebrity stoners because you're real about the flower. You have a passion for it. You care about the product. You're not just putting your name on random ass bullshit. You're not like, I don't see like distillate out there. I don't see like CBD products. You're out here. You're like really owning your brand and, and curating certain fucking flavors and it's great to see that someone is really passionate about it and if you don't know who i'm talking about right now i'm talking about the man uh chauncey baby hey, hey you know uh squints dude we what do we call you chauncey or squints what are we gonna call you dude i mean you can call me chauncey because it would be weird if you called me squints but they can call me squints all right well sure. you know i'm gonna call you chauncey because i feel like we're friends now and shit and it'd be weird to uh you know just call you but everyone has their fucking nicknames it's all good i'm not it's my handle uh, how, you, <laughs> how you feeling you I'm feeling good bro. you're also like an iconic meme dude yes yeah, it's it's a uh, it is a little surreal i don't really like it's it's just gotten to this thing to where it is but yeah there's the gifts and the memes and the i mean you were talking about the logic video that all came out of a meme it's just like some some weird random shit that happened that you know i ended up getting to be a rapper not only a rapper, but a great one. Like, that song is fucking intense, bro. It is. Like, the lyrics are, I don't even know how many words per minute it is, but it's one of those. Yeah, Bobby, and, and he had M on the track, too, so you knew he was trying to, like, really get it, you know? So, uh, yeah, Bobby gets down, bro. He's, he's no joke. How long did it take you to memorize? Did you have to memorize all of that? Because I was watching the video. I was like, did, did. this motherfucker really memorize it? Or they just no. do, like, quick cuts so it no, looks no, like no. he's doing like, it? Like, really, I really memorized that track because I did it real time. If you see Delia's part where he plays M, that was, like, slowed down. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? So he could get all the comedy in. And, uh, but no, you did, did it that, real time. I did that real time. You're like a real actor. You're like, let me memorize my words. I, I love, I love hip hop, bro. So I've been, you know, my memory works like that. I know the words to night, most of the rap songs in the last 30 years. But that's probably. not just like any like, hey ho. No. That's like a. Yeah. Fucking, I can't yeah. even mimic it because it's just hard to do. I'll just yeah. fumble on the words. Yeah, no, it uh, it was definitely tough. And then like keeping up with the rapper hands and like the thing, you know, because it was a lot of like, do the rapper hands, you know what I mean? And Get into I, it. And you know, they say that Bobby is like very animated on stage. They call him a, uh, 
used car salesman hands because like you know those blow up dolls that like blow at the used right. car man the that's inflatable they, yeah, yeah the whatever inflatable they're called yeah. so that's how uh, his people referred to him on stage as like Mr. Inflatable Car Hand Man so that's there was a lot of that a lot you know yeah, fuck that. Yeah, that, that is hard. And, like, you know, I consume a lot of cannabis, and I know you consume uh, cannabis. So just having those fast words and those actions is just, like, very uh, uh, committing men. Shout out to you for yeah, killing that shit. You. Thank you. Whoa, oh, I got sound effects. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> sound effects make everything better. It does, dude. So, I mean, you know, it's, it's great to have you back on. We've had you on before uh, just shooting the shit. But yeah. I feel like since the last time you've been on, to now like so much has i don't know if you've seen it but like with foreign genetics and with your branding in the space like now i feel like it's more of like a common brand especially in socal and like yeah. in the la area like people know about the wendy and the liz and the squints and like the certain flavors that you're putting out yeah it's uh it's dope it's been a lot of work you know so i've seen uh the arc of it all and obviously like you know curating the brand and being a part of it and you know growing every day is kind of like i'm like six months in the future usually you know sometimes even like a year out with like what i'm working on but uh it's dope to see that people fuck with it you know what i mean and not just because it's like flashy bags and and cool art but because you know people fuck with our weed and and they support us and like i was talking about a little earlier and that's like one thing that really upsets me right now is there's just like a lot of a lot of mylar mids yeah people are just trying to front good weed in shiny bags but it's just full of just some like you know, to us, it's just like regular ass weed, but other people think it's the best weed because, I mean, the best weed you can get is what you have access to, and not everyone yeah. knows what great weed is. It's just what the best they can get. Yeah, I mean, you know, we've always said that. It's like, you know, everybody thinks all over the country that they have the best weed, and it's obvious <laughs> that the best weed never leaves California, so you definitely don't, right? Well, well I mean, times have changed a lot. Yeah, no, no, no. I've been, are, yeah, hey, I've been Michigan, to the East Coast. Michigan got fire. Everybody, everybody Rhode got, Island yeah. is making it happen. Massachusetts has... The, the beauty of the internet is, is that, you know, there's a lot of information out there now, bro, and, and uh, you know, they have access to monkey see, monkey do on the internet, watching other grows and learning. There's a lot of information out there. Nobody's not sharing, and like, you know, people, techniques, things, uh, the culture moves. People come over here and grab genetics and, and stuff start to run it and it's cool because it's it's the best time to be a consumer ever right uh it's very accessible it's very easy to get now yeah. yes so i would say as a consumer like everything is branded but i feel personally that flower was better like 10 years ago I mean, it had a, a more personal touch to it because everybody had their own little special sauce. And, and no one was like just putting it in a fancy bag and pushing it. Like we had pop tops and Ziploc bags, so the the weed sold for itself. It wasn't the branding that sold yeah, the weed. Of so yeah. people had to create, had to make great products to step be above the rest. And now it's just like, what's your what's your brand? All right, cool, yeah. I want a dessert. Let me go get it. I mean, it was cool when it was deli style because I feel like it's a deli style product. Unfortunately, that didn't fit the, the California design. So everything went to prepackaged, right? Right. I don't like it being packaged in like 3.5s because I feel like it takes away from like I want weed to be solid in a hole. And I think it lasts longer and ages better when it's in a, in a bigger size and a jar oh. size or QP or whatever these jars used to be. You know what I mean? 
and you get to see it a little bit fresher and kind of pick and choose what it was but we are where we are and you know the jars don't lie the thing yeah. about it is is you can put you can put trash in a flashy bag and you might get somebody once maybe twice but eventually the customer will go to where they're happy right. with the product right right see but like that comes back to the point is like what we think is trash other people might think is the best weed because that's all they have access it's, to you know we have this hindsight of like you've been smoking like some of the best cannabis on earth very we're lucky very, and very, very fortunate uh, yes. very blessed right we're both we're from, very, you know we're from the valley yeah, yeah, maybe yeah, yeah. you know we <laughs> just, and not only that but you're in the space and you've had a show for a long time yes. so you've been extremely blessed even for being from the valley you know um but not everybody has that access, you know? And I would say as a whole, even though we think of like mids and these terms and things, I think as a whole for the general, you know, smoker, everything is a lot better than it used to be and what they were getting their hands on. Because the people that are smoking mids or candies or whatever, you know, we're, we're bored of right now. I mean, compared to what they used to smoke, that shit's super fire, bro. A hundred percent. I always use the example of my father. Like, cause yeah. he, he like, he's just, a, he's just amazed with how everything is right now. Oh, you know, yeah. my dad's like, you know, 70 and like the packaging, the branding, the accessibility, the marketing, he's just like, how the fuck did this happen? Yeah. Like, so yeah, yeah. It, it snuck up on us all quick, you know? And from his generation, it's really crazy. Cause you just used to get what you got right in a bag or, a, you know? yeah. Or I at mean, the bottom of up, a cigarette. I fucking. grew up smoking like stress, like smoking Mexican brick, right? Like even when the chronic came around, which was like, kind bud was like no seeds was still like that isn't what we're smoking today at right. all by any means you the know pretendo I mean? it was i mean it was cool it was like decent yeah. you know hydro but it wasn't like there was the flavor wasn't there yet you know um then the og and the bubbas came around and kind of changed it and broke everything open you know in la we didn't get i didn't see much like like hill weed like like humboldt weed back then so we weren't lucky enough to have access to, to yeah. Mendocino County and Humboldt County. Yeah, there, I mean, some of it made it down yeah. here. I mean, you know, when, especially when all the shops were coming, but we yeah, were getting once, a lot of like the, the valley houses and like exactly. the little industrial warehouses that where they were just growing like little. I mean, that's some fire ass weed. And I think that there, I, I know why you associate that 10 years ago and what changed is that, uh, we used to run a certain type of bulb and single-ended single-ended bulbs with these certain hoods and they make fire ass weed bro so if facilities were still built like those old rooms um the weed quality would be better you know things have scaled and it's gone a little big ag so things have gotten away from it as well damn you're saying yeah. it's getting down to like the technology and what people are just like trying to produce it now and not really yeah. putting their love and like crap it's not just that but like that light specifically a single-ended hortolux bulb makes the most fire weed on earth and why did we stop using it because it was uh bad tech it wasn't very cost effective <laughs> it was hot um those ballasts are like they weigh like 90 pounds yeah. and they fall on people i remember those. Um, they were dangerous <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's just not an effective thing. So once double-ended came around, so once we got onto like the Gavita and the, the double-ended high-pressure sodium that you're seeing in big facilities now before the LEDs, uh, I noticed a drop-off in the quality of OG just from double-ended. Yeah, sure, people were hitting... The majority mass public was hitting way better numbers, but the quality of OG tailed off from, from that, that Gavita bowl. And mostly based off of it being a lot hotter and definitely burning off some of the some of the turp with it you know speaking of og uh we went to go to apothecary uh to get some weed for the show and get lit um and you 
love the OGs because you're like, let me see an OG. I'm, I'm like, uh, <laughs> so it's a weird thing because I'm like, OG's back now. And obviously it's been the biggest part of my career. Um, before the brand was out, like, you know, when I was at Green Dragon, all we ran was OG. And all we sold pretty much was OG. That's what, what people you wanted. Know? That's what yeah, it was. So I'm so used to seeing bags of, of OG that at some point I got burned out on it. And when the flavors came around, I was actually happy to like, be on a different way dreams and the no that's not my flavor but like <laughs> more like more like cookies and the gelatos and sunsets and like the the early like the purples and that type of stuff you know GDP, what i mean God's yeah gifts, like yeah. i was always looking for like bay flavors because it was different you know what i right. mean right like i would go to somewhere to a store in san francisco and they'd be like, be like what's the best thing you got on the shelf and he'd be like this billy kimber og right here and i'm like bro i'm from the valley i'm right. not buying og yeah. i came here to like buy some some flavors you know right so i like flavors too but uh og's back and i'm trying to find like a really sweet og that reminds me of how it used to be and it's very hard to find at the moment you know well i know you got that crown og yeah, yeah smells, how, how smells is that great. one it smells delicious bro it's like that sweet gas yeah exactly that's that og i, I like. know crown og's been consistent yeah 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 here's yeah. a director's cut let me check that one out yeah yeah because i know you got the og and then you also got um i think you got the, the purple pur peak purple stony peak point. yeah yeah that valley life you know stony point we yep. love stony point yeah that's fire too it gives me like bubba vibes yeah it's like a sweet purple earthy uh -huh. kind yeah. of and it's exciting it looks great as well yeah it does it's beautiful yeah man so it, it was crazy because i know you know as a as a brand and as a grower like shopping at dispensaries probably aren't like a regular thing to you no and you know what i wish i would do it more though because how's the director's cut it's, it's fire dog well, I'm gonna roll one up too. Let's, yeah, uh, please. Let's I'm gonna smoke one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, it's interesting because I like to get back and see and open jars and smell it because I feel like being behind the scenes. I used to be at the shop, like on the floor, and, and you used to butt tend. Yeah, I butt tended. I started butt tending at Green Dragon. I ended up. What year the, was this? This was probably like uh, maybe twenty. 14 2015 so there's like deli style jars yeah, yeah farmers yeah, yeah, coming yeah, yeah, in with yeah, duffel yeah, yeah, bags yeah, yeah, yeah. fresh off the uh -huh. shit you're like yes yeah. no yes yes exactly yeah so then i started buying product okay the shop, so. and were you growing at this time too so when i before i started yeah i had a few houses and i was working and that's how i kind of got into the shop with manny and then uh you know i started behind the counter and then as we grew started managing the place and and we had you know a couple hundred lights on site and we're known for growing phenomenal og and stuff so that's kind of how I got my my fast paced uh, my fast tracked to micro business basically right which is you know farm to table cultivation right and then you just learned everything from you just had a passion did you always have like a passion for cannabis were you like when yeah. were you smoking I fell in love with the plant like I mean my first the first time I smoked I was a kid like a, a kid kid like junior high but uh which I don't suggest to anybody but uh I think we all were there yeah. I mean born in the, growing up it in the 80s time, and 90s you know? yeah, it was like Cypress Cypress and those guys were my role models so we're we're not the I same. mean now people are taking blinkers inside their motherfucking classrooms I shit. mean I guess I, yeah exactly <laughs> things have changed uh but no I had a passion for it and like anything else I uh you know I always want to like just divulge and read all the books I can and I, I started to try to grow like pretty early like first like a little a little 600 watt light in a closet which was terrible and then I built a room and then you know 
I went through the struggles of learning that cultivation is hard work and yeah. I wasn't really there for it yet. Yeah. But, you know, we got our shit together eventually. Shout out to all the growers real quick. Um, I don't give a fuck if you grow one plant or a thousand plants, a room, a house, a warehouse, a basement, an attic, indoor, outdoor, mountainside. I don't give a fuck. Yeah, it's a lot of you, work. As long as you grow, we appreciate y'all. Cause without you guys, without you guys, Nothing. none of us would be here doing That's this. It, this culture wouldn't be here. This community, this industry, whatever jobs are out there because the cannabis wouldn't be happening without the growers. So I just want to make sure we stress Shouts that out to the farmers, bro. Yes, the yes. ones that put their life on the line and go to work every day, regardless of the outcome, and and you know. Yeah, girl is a bitch, dude. Like, and yeah. then you have random obstacles that you might encounter. Be oh, it man. like acts bugs, of God. water, acts of God, yeah. this, that, There's, robberies. Who knows? You, you don't know what it's it is. It's a business is. where you can do everything right and still fail at any moment. <laughs> it's fucked up. <laughs> That's okay, so, so you learned. Uh, you said you started smoking cannabis at a young age. Yeah. Uh, probably after after the movie. Um. Yeah. Just after it. Yeah, Just about like, 12. Yeah, it was so my like you first finished, time. So you finished filming, and then you're like, yo, let me smoke I some mean, weed. I mean, I was in junior high and, and, and junior high in the valley in a, in a time nope. period when it was, I already uh, know. you know. <laughs> That's how I was, skateboarding so, yeah, around exactly. the motherfucking neighborhood. So, you know, it was different. It wasn't like being in the Midwest somewhere. Like, you had a front row seat to, to Hollywood and the valley in a prime time, you know. Yeah. It was all, you know, you know, bang, bang, and, and real rap music and, and weed culture, so... It was like a real melting pot in the valley, the suburbs of like Los Angeles. And like, yeah. it was like, I learned so much growing up and I was exposed to so many cultures and like worlds that, uh, I mean, it's just crazy. It's crazy to be a part of, dude. It's a good, it's a good town to be in, yeah. but it's also horrible. You don't have a grinder, do you? No, you I don't. I do have Too a grinder. I do have a grinder and I have papers. Oh, okay, uh, I didn't set up the table today for you, but I know I got them, dude. I got all the... I got all the utensils we need. I got munchies too. I got waters. I got candy. Like there's a grinder. Thank you, sir. You got a tray. You need papers. I do need papers. Uh, I think I have papers in the drawer. Or uh, I got I got it all, dude. I, sh I should have been better prepared. It's all good. This is what happens, dude. You know, I smoke a lot. Oh, of yeah, 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 there you yeah, go, right okay. there. Yeah, good. You got selections. Grazie. I'll take these. You got selections. So your favorite is smoking joints. Yeah, I smoke I smoke joints predominantly. It's it's the way that I can taste flour the best. And so most of my smoking these days is all R&D. It's either testing like what's in the market or finding the new flavors that I'm hunting and, and figuring out where the brand is going to go, you know? You know what I just realized? That Sandlot came out 30 years ago. Yep. And you said you started smoking weed right after Sandlot. Not regularly, but like you started. So that means you've been smoking weed for about 30 years, bro? Yep. Damn, three decades. Yeah, How does crazy, that make you, huh? is three that quarters, crazy? Three quarters of my life. Um, yeah, it's a blessing, bro. I got the best job in the world to see the arc of it, you know? I kind of like phased out of acting to like, you know, be in the, in the weed world. So at the time that was a very bad choice <laughs> to say the least. Well, because back, like, I mean, cannabis it just wasn't was like, as acceptable as accepted back then. It was still... No, not at all. It was very, it was very, you know, you know, it wasn't hard drugs, but it was still, it was still counterculture and it wasn't accepted like that. Yeah, no. it was and federally to be a, illegal. DEA was getting involved. They had task yeah, force. People still, were getting yeah. their uh, house. I mean, still to this yeah, day, like, yeah, people yeah. are still getting, like, their houses kicked in, robbed, like, yeah, legally yeah, yeah. robbed, so. It, exactly. And the thing is, is that, like, I was a successful actor. Like, I, you know, I worked, so... 
for me to like be like I'm not really into this anymore was like you know everybody wants to that was like everybody's dream job you know everybody wants to be in film in LA so to be active and successful and be like eh, I don't know if this is my thing was kind of like you know you're an idiot you know type of deal but <laughs> I mean, you were getting regularly booked. Like you yeah, were, yeah, yeah, you were yeah. on Freaks and Geeks. Yeah, I worked a lot, bro. I did, you know, I've done a couple hundred commercials and just nonstop work since I was a kid, pretty much. You know, there wasn't too many dry moments. But your passion was cannabis. My passion was not was not acting and the entertainment business. You know, I know that for sure. And I liked weed, and I liked selling weed, and I just kind of figured that maybe we could. Uh, Maybe we could, maybe we could give this thing a shot, huh? <laughs> maybe I've been passionate out, eh? Yeah, I've been passionate about the plant. It was never, it was never a money thing for me, you know. What, what all started was because I like smoking weed and I wanted to smoke more of it in different kinds and, you know. Uh, and we didn't like when we started smoking weed. You didn't really have the internet, so you were out here like getting books and like. Oh yeah, I was reading like you know George Cervantes and like all the fucking you know marijuana horticulture right. and all the original the books, the Cannabible, that type of shit, you know, whatever right. you had access to. It was that, and then like you know whatever your plug had, and and like you just had to kind of go from there, you know. What are you looking for? I'm just gonna I'm gonna make a little tip right here, so. Oh, okay. You know what it is. It's not like. Yeah, a, yeah I, I didn't know if you needed more no, utensils. I'm good, I'm good, I'm we, good. we make it happen. Yeah, you're good. So uh, you're doing the acting, you're doing the gigs, and you were like. Growing weed and trapping. Were you like, were you like on set, make networking? Like, yo, you guys need some weed. I got some fire ass shit. It's funny because like, uh, uh, <laughs> yes, I've had those moments <laughs> with like, with like, like Seth and Martin Starr and those cats. Where like, I was like, they were like, you say Seth, Seth Rogan from yeah, Freaks and Geeks, yeah. right? Yeah, because so I was a stoner cast too. They, yeah, had... he was. They, they, they smoked, you know, but they were still like, they weren't to my arc of evolution yet with the weed shit. So like, they're still new. I was still on some like they were smoking like like stress, and I was already on like Canadian BC but right? you know, like real chronic, and they were like. Yeah, we don't know if we need to get to that level yet, you know? And then obviously, Seth's very well known in the space for his love of the plant, so <laughs> I have a lot of respect for that. Um, he has a huge uh, platform, and uh, he is... He talks about weed, he, he loves it, he makes fucking a ashtrays, he loves the plant, he wants to have a brand. I, you have to respect it. The only thing that like kind of annoys me is that he gets away with being able to promote cannabis and sell cannabis on Instagram without getting deleted or booted or banned. Whereas like a regular person like me will do the same content that he's doing, but I have to deal with getting deleted multiple times. Yeah, it's whack. <laughs> I'm not gonna comment on it because, you know, I, I, I've been, we, I've been pretty blessed in that realm as well. So for whatever happened, uh, you know. No, so like I, I but I, I understand what it's like to build a following like you have, and then, you know, not being able to monetize it through social like other people are. It's whack. It's stupid. It's a, it's an oxymoron. It shouldn't happen. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Well, I mean, you know, I, I was, I've had multiple accounts with, with many. Oh yeah. Uh, uh, followers and. You know, it's just I gone, mean, and I can't do anything about it. <laughs> regardless of what anybody thinks, I mean, you are the OG weed influencer in the cannabis space. What? I mean, I mean, you know, there's, thank you. Uh, you know, shouts to the legend, fucking Be Real and Cypress and those cats and, and Cheech and Chong, obviously. The Willie Nelson like, and Snoop Dogg and Woody. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. I'm not saying that, but like, they put on for the plant, bro. You yeah. know what I mean? Cypress smoked on stage in places that you go to prison for smoking yeah, yeah. weeds. So. They got banned from SNL for yeah, smoking. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Most yeah. lit up the joint. They didn't care what they said. Yeah. They were about it. You know what I mean? That's the homies. You know, much much respect to the OGs. Yeah. But in the 
in the LA weed space, you were the first one like really doing a podcast, right. talking about weed. Even before we met, I've, I've known about you for a long Stop, time in the please. space, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's uh, like the people you mentioned before are like actors, musicians, rock stars. They're not like, I'm just a regular dude from the valley that had a passion for cannabis. And, you know, there was no influencer when we were doing this shit. Like, I was posting content on MySpace. You You're know the what Joe I'm saying? Rogan of weed, dog. Don't let anybody tell you different. You know, Joe. You were the, I mean, you are. You were the fucking announcer. You did all the shows. Yeah. All the high times events. Yeah. Everybody knows it. But still, still that hosting. <laughs> the Joe Rogan of weed, dog. Go we out here, baby. Let what? Let me get my big break, John. Where you at, Joe? No, I'm just playing. Uh, so, so you were doing the acting, uh, getting gigs, and you just pursued the love of the plant. It was just she just kept calling you back and you were just like this is this is what i want this is my future you know at some point yeah yeah i mean i like doing that more obviously you know i was i was around i was at mug studio hanging out you know i was i had a medical card and like early in 2000 2001 from dr eidelman so i knew that this was the thing even before other people knew that it was a thing you know and uh i felt confident in my passion for it and so it was always there even though you know I still acted or went out on, on auditions and stuff like that. The thing with acting was is that I didn't really choose acting. Acting kind of just fell into my life. Let's you know? go. So I'm all about like I told myself a long time ago, I said, I'm never going to do anything I, I have to do just because it's a job, you know? And I mean, if you've got responsibilities, then, then by all means, you got to handle your business as, as a man or a woman to support your people or yourself. So it's all good. But I told myself that I'm going to do things that I'm passionate about and that I want to do. And so I had that conundrum of like, yo, do I even like acting? I don't, I don't even know if I like this shit. I know I don't like going on auditions. It's cool to work and do fun stuff, but the business side of it didn't really appeal to me. And it wasn't like my grind. And it was kind of like, I felt like, like almost sacrilege where I'm like, damn, here I could be sitting in somebody else's spot and I could give a fuck less about this shit. And there's some kid from Ohio that like, He's wanted to be an actor his whole life and he's going to come out here and then some dude that don't care is going to be in his spot, right? So it's kind of <laughs> like that point where you're like, damn, maybe I should just let the dudes Let's... that want to act, act, and I'll just go do what I want to do, yeah. right? I think it's uh, just bore being born out here and just being around it, it just happened naturally. How did it how did it fall into your lap? Was there just like an audition at the mall? John Robert Powers came to your school? <laughs> no, I was, in, I was in Dallas, actually. Um... I came to LA for acting when I was like six or seven. Okay. So I was in Dallas. I was a little kid. I had a like a long ass hair and I was, my aunt was watching me. My parents were working and she was taking my older girl cousin to some agency called Kim Dawson in Dallas, which was like a, a local talent right. rep or something. It's like something the John like. Robert Powers of LA probably. Basically. Yeah. Something like that. <laughs> I remember um, they used to come to my school all the time. I was like, yeah. what the fuck? And they were like, yo, we think he's cute. He's got a lot of energy. You know, I was talking shit and running around, look crazy. So they were like, we want to send him out on auditions. And, uh, you know, they bugged my parents long enough and they took me on an audition for this like national Hasbro commercial that was like, like a big deal and I booked that I did that and then I just started booking everything I could do in Dallas which was like a super regional market in the 80s you know and uh, this is probably like 86 85 86 and uh, so I'm working and then we met an agent from LA her name was Mary Grady she's a like a legendary children's agency from back then she had been around since the you know 50s 60s she was actually a child actress as well or her kids were I believe yeah long time rest in peace to mary uh 
she was a wonderful lady though but uh she had us come out for a pilot season and we came out and just never left just made it happen your, your yeah. parents were supportive well my mom and dad split up and uh my grandparents my mom's parents had moved out here anyway so i think that probably you know helped with the with the transition but yeah my mom was she was about trying to make a go at that and thinking i was special and uh we came out here and you know we struggled for for a while there was four or five years that were pretty rough i was working i did stuff but you know she was still working a job and and it wasn't like full-time full-time but then uh things picked up you know when i was in my 9 10 11 type of stuff start doing studio films and, and getting some more work getting booked and then hit that hit that main role 30 years ago <laughs> yeah so sandlot right yeah that was yeah. that was a that was i mean i see adrian got his dodger hat on today i know we go. were you got the pf flyers on <laughs> you got too. the flyer yeah, <laughs> yeah. guaranteed yeah, you yeah. run faster and you jump higher you know <laughs> <laughs> just making it happen yeah it's uh you know it's anyone who was born in the late 1900s probably watched that shit uh, especially if you were a dude so it was a fucking it was a great role and it's fucking an honor now you out here making it happen how was that og og's great bro I'm gonna be high as shit because I've been smoking OG and it really gets you high. So, and I think that's what happened with OG. I think like it was too strong for people and they didn't want to smoke it anymore. Well, you've seen what happened as the as the business traveled and it's everywhere now. What you've seen is is that OG's making a comeback because the arc of the palette is getting back to like, oh, I need something stronger. I need something stronger. Well, this is it. This is the epitome of 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 strength. You know, so. I love That's it. That's where you come back to. Listen, I remember um, during the pandemic, you were doing some like fitness shit. Like, I think you were doing like push-ups daily, or you were doing some type of like challenge where you. Oh no, I did that because you did that. I think wasn't it? Were you doing? I don't, did you do challenge? it? And then I did it. No, you did it first. I think so. I hit you with the plate with the plate thing. I think I don't. I think you did. I don't remember. But are you active? Are you doing? Are you still? No. So I was never really i mean i've always been like athletic and be able to do shit skateboarding and play sports and stuff like that but uh um i was never i never really worked out and then like two years prior to the pandemic i started working out with this trainer rob webb who's a, a fucking monster he's from the valley too you know let's star go. football player uh he's a beast anyway i know him from manny from from green dragon and and just you know family shit but i started working out with him like three days a week, then four days a week, then five days a week, he was training me. So for the two years prior to the pandemic, I was in like the best shape of my life because I was like on the program with Rob Webb and like, and really going at it. And then the pandemic happened and we got locked down and I kind of fizzled off and gained like 60 pounds probably. What? Yeah, which is interesting because even when I was working out, I couldn't gain weight. I've never been able to gain weight my whole life. But after I worked out for two years and started eating like crazy because of the amount of workouts right. I was doing, and then the pandemic happened and the alcohol and the food took its its place with the weed and then i finally put on weight so i really need to get back in the gym because i might actually be able to turn turn some of this shit into muscle now you know let's go you ready mm -hmm. we're doing uh weed and workouts i'm with it i'll be there yeah yeah we got uh we'll do like wall sit dabs yeah puffing right. puffing curls sounds dangerous but fuck it let's i got the it. plank puffs <laughs> Where you get in a plank position instead of shoulder taps, you just take puffs. There you go. We out here, dude. 
I'm with it. <laughs> smoke. We gotta stretch. We gotta smoke. Oh, you gotta cue it up real quick. Oh, here, look, look at the screen right there. You see that monitor? I've seen, I've seen the video of you doing it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The plank, the plank and puffs, dude. You're a fucking beast. Yeah, we try. You know, I'm like you said. I'm a host. Yeah. I smoke weed. I gotta be active. I gotta work my lungs. I gotta make sure you know I can keep going, dude. I'm a professional. You are. <laughs> we make it happen, dude. All right, let me. Can I uh, ask you a question? Well, of course I can. That's why you're here, dude. Um, if you could have dinner with <laughs> three people, dead or alive, dude. If you could just chill, three people, dead or alive, who would you go get some dinner, eat, Man. smoke? Oh, I like this. He's taking. He's thinking. I mean, we gotta put. We gotta put Jesus in there, right? I love. That's my number one answer, bro. Yeah. Why? Why Jesus? I mean, why not? I mean, he's the most, you know, loved, hated dude to ever live, right? Everyone knows his story. Yes. Everyone has heard it. He's got the best-selling book of all time <laughs> by far. <laughs> I mean, I'm not lying. The That's numbers true. speak for themselves. It reaches. I, I'm on Google Earth a lot, and I'm like it's searching the Earth. It into every, every language. Every language. Yeah. You know. Um, and I really just I think that he was probably just a cool ass motherfucker too, because you know if you if you if you you know read the scripture a little bit and you see that you know he didn't like like he preached in front of the churches and told you to watch out for like certain types yeah. of people and like he was a different type of cat. And the more research I've done, I've you know I've learned that he might have traveled east up into Tibet and he might have been a little more well rounded of a spiritual type of dude you know listen i have been listening to a lot of jesus lately more than i have in my whole life yeah because there's an ai jesus that oh, you can cool. watch that's live and you can ask him any questions and really? he just talks like he is jesus and he just spreads compassion wow. love positivity he like you try to troll him he, he you can ask him any question and he'll read all, most questions and he just responds like the best purest way and you're like you know what, Jesus? You're not a bad guy, dude. dude he's like, I can't even get to you. Like no. you're just, you're just, you're just chillest dude ever. <laughs> so, so he would have definitely been a stoner too. Uh, oh yeah, he had 100. He had people following him. You know, yeah. one of the motherfuckers was uh, Nicodemus. He was a dude that had all the no. herbs and spices. He was anointing people with the oils. Yeah. You know. Yeah, he was out here like, you want to see magic? Hold on, eat this, smoke this. All right, watch me turn this fish and bread into motherfucking feed all y'all. I only have two so, pieces of bread. Check this out. <laughs> we got Jesus. Great answer. And then I'm gonna throw Tupac in the mix. Ooh, just because another you know beloved, hated, worldwide renowned cat dude that lived his life hella fast and had probably the best five year run in, in history in the entertainment business. You know what I mean? Making music. Yeah. I mean that dude did more in five years than dudes doing like multiple careers. So. Yeah. I think he's still got new tracks releasing. And he was a very, he was another type of character that was like, you know, he had that thug in him, but he could he could slow it down and, and talk to the ladies and he had compassion and he could talk for the people. And I think that he'd be a cool cat to be at dinner with, with Jesus. Yeah, that'd be a great conversation. Mm -hmm. Damn, Jesus and Tupac. And then George Carlin, fuck it. Hey. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which was kind of like, you know, 
he had a thing about religion, but I think he could have got down with Pac and Jesus. Yeah. I think that would have been a good, like, you know, throw a comedian in the mix and you just have some shits and giggles and laughs and just. Uh, that's a great out. conversation, dude. That would be an awesome conversation, bro. I'd love to just have a picture of all of us just laughing our ass off there, right? Just chilling. I mean, I would say like a Hunter S. Thompson type character, but like, he, Hunter's a little too much. You know yeah. what I mean? No, I think George Carlin, there'd be a lot more like shit yeah. to learn because his perspective on the world and how he viewed things was just like, it's such like so real and raw, yeah, but bro. just like, you're like, but it made sense. Yeah. And you're you like, can't argue it. You're like, damn, for real. This is yeah, if it wasn't, and if it wasn't George, I'd, I'd fuck with like Richard Pryor too. You know what yeah. I mean? Same shit, different, different cat, but their view on the world was very straightforward. You know what I mean? Bro. Call it like you see it. We're, we're going to let it just hang out on stage and you know. I'm there. Yeah. I want to be at that table, dude. <laughs> Jesus, Tupac. George Carlin is in Chauncey, dude. Fuck. What are we smoking? I'm smoking that director's No, cup. I said, what are you smoking? What are you bringing to Jesus to smoke? Man. <laughs> like, yo, I got this. I got I'm this. Gonna that, I'm going to bring him the RPG, dog. What? The new one. What's the RPG? So the RPG is my new my new curation. These are the bags. Uh, you know, it's, it's like a... It's very gassy, uh, but it has some creaminess to it too. <laughs> I thought it was like a good translation, like back into the gas realm, but that still fit the market and gets color, so it'll do well as well. But uh, I'm really enjoying smoking it. Um, ever since I hunted it and the first time I rolled it up, I said, she's a winner. And, uh, and that was kind of that. So I got some new gear that's coming and I'm always like, I'm always on like chasing after what's next for me. So I'm hunting stuff and I'm usually smoking something that, you know, maybe people will never see. Maybe they will. And if I really love it, like I fell in love with the Wendy and named her Wendy, then then you will see it because it'll be a, a curation of the, the Squints brand, you know? It's so great that you just like take the brand and use how people remember you onto your flowers. You know, this, yeah, like I love when, when, I love when art happens organically. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't want to force like an idea or anything, but I love when I have these moments of clarity or these thoughts, and then it just makes sense. You know what I mean? So I want it to be easy. I definitely want to play on, you know, who I am and bring that to the people as well. And then hopefully, you know, introduce dope art as well with like the, you know, the West Side Gun collab with Isaac Palio with the Liz. We got another another and collab. I want to ask you about the Liz because we always have conversations about this, and people are like, "Is it Elizabeth Taylor? Is it Queen Elizabeth? Is it Lizzie McGuire? Is it who, who is it?" So, so the Armani Caesar is one of West Side Gun's artists. Okay. And she had an album called The Liz, uh -huh. right? And it was from a painting, the artwork for it. And it's Elizabeth Taylor. Okay. It's because she embodies the movie star and, and what you used to think of as class, right? Um, so the art for the original uh, Armani Caesar album was was older Liz, Liz, mature Liz, right? And then on the second album was this painting that Isaac did, his style with the three eyes. Yeah, um, the third eye. Of young Liz Taylor. Okay. Beautiful, you know. Right. Uh, Big earrings. Yeah. Beautiful Liz Taylor, like, you know, the epitome of a movie star, basically. Right. Um, but that that's that's Westside and uh that's his curation, bro. He's a brilliant curator. And uh, you know, long story short, my man got a got a hold of the Wendy and he really liked it. And, Sweet. Uh, yeah, exactly. Sweet. And uh, <laughs> he uh, he got to me through some of our people. We have some some common uh, 
friends and he said, hey man, why don't y'all come down to Alchemist Studio? I'm over here recording and talk to me because I really love the Wendy and I want to talk about doing something. And when I walked in, him and his designer were working on Sweet. Uh, the merch capsule for the Liz 2, which was about to drop. And he was like, man, I mean, we already got the Wendy. I mean, I guess we got to do the Liz. <laughs> and the rest is history, bro. We put it together. We found something that worked in a short period of time to get it out to market to their release date. And uh, that was the history All on that. Alrighty. Let's start with a stretch. Where's that and coming from? Death. I have it all out. <laughs> okay, now you try. I got, I got my Twitch. I thought I turned off all my Twitch alerts, dude. My Twitch alerts are on, dude. Just uh, time out, Slim, dude. Just time his ass out. Obviously, he's not reading the room, dude. Thank you, guys. Yes. <laughs> so, you know, shouts to the Fly God um, for, you know, blessing us with the ability to uh, put that dope-ass bag together for him. And, uh, you know, shouts to the homie Isaac, who's the best painter of our generation. And I'm happy to call a friend and to be able to collect his his work. Yeah, you're, uh, I mean, the bags that you get, the, the artwork is great. I love what I see. I mean, the Valley Girl, of course, all the iconic spots of the Valley. Yeah, that was like an homage to, so I call Valley, I, I call OG Valley Girl because that's how I think of her, right? Is that like OG was our thing and we're known for that. So to me, I was like, that's Valley Girl. Like these are all females that flowers, right? So to me, that's what, what I called her. I call her Valley Girl because that's what she means to me. She's she's that old Valley Girl, that one, you know? The one that got us all started. Yeah, it's without her, none of us would be, uh, if we never fell in love with her, we wouldn't be doing this. This business wouldn't be around if it wasn't for her, bro. That's right. She broke the game open. She made people <laughs> interested. You know, she was fetching a price that was higher than gold at the time, so... You know, the fact that you could grow gold in your spare bedroom changed the game, right? Right. Make a little extra, extra something. Uh, what's your go-to munchies? Man, um, I like sour candies, like rips and that type of stuff, but I'll eat them until I have a hole in my mouth. I like dark chocolate. Yeah. Uh, chips. You know, what did, what did, oh, Eminem, like what did Eminem say or? on that old song? He said, potato chips and lunch meat, all in the front seat. I don't, I don't care. I don't give a fuck. I'll eat everything. Yeah. Salami and cheese. You know, my palate has refined a little bit as I got older, but... But you know, I'm still, I'll still grab a bag or whatever. What's your, what's your uh, cure to uh, cotton mouth? Water. Water, straight up. Yeah. The sour candies don't help if you eat like a sour candy. They probably it... would. I don't really think of cotton mouth anymore. Although now that you said, I am a little parched. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, <laughs> I'm past my cotton mouth stage, so to speak. I just got like perma, perma cotton mouth. I throw a mint in my mouth and keep it moving. You uh, are you uh, like a TVs or a movie guy? I'm a. <clears throat> I like to think of myself as an intellectual and to somebody that thirsts for knowledge. So I like to watch everything, bro. Okay. You can learn from fiction. So what are you watching right now? Like, it... man, I just watched the the I just watched the Flaming Hot Cheeto movie okay. the other night with my girl. It's fucking incredible, bro. They did such a great job. Was with it that. inspiring? It's a super inspiring. I gotta story. check that out. It's really cool. I love man. Hot Cheetos. This dude, this dude's, you know. He's a Chicano from, from L.A. Um, I think they were from SGV, actually, from San Gabriel. But, uh, you know, uh, he couldn't find a job. He had a girl and a family and eventually talked this dude. He didn't have a he didn't have a high school diploma. And he talked this dude at Frito-Lay into giving him a gig as a janitor. And this dude just, like, wanted to know about everything and the machines and this and that. And, like, the plant was going to go out of business because... Uh, 
you know, things were bad at the timing. And this dude looked around at the park one day with his family and he was looking around at the Latin market and his people. And he was like, damn, everything's spicy. The elote, this and that. Everybody had chagula, tapatio. Uh, everything was spicy, right? And, uh, and he was like, damn, maybe I can make a chip that will help the business out and keep me having a job because mm -hmm. I like working there and shit. And uh, that can, you know, be for my market because it was unrepresented in the in the retail space right. at the time. The Latin market didn't exist yet. So this dude basically created it, you know? And he went there and he took his kids and they all got every type of chili they could and all the recipes from all of the people they knew and they found and they made fucking flaming Hot Cheetos, bro. Iconic. And then this dude, check I got this some out. right here. <laughs> everybody told him, everybody told him, you know, fuck that. Nobody's going to listen to you. They wouldn't like, he, I mean, he was... He was a janitor, bro. They weren't going to listen to him about a new product development. And this dude called the CEO of Frito-Lay. And he told him, he got this dude on the phone and he was like, hey, man, I work in the Cucamonga plant. Uh, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a custodian, basically, and this and that. And he said, hey, man, I, I made this chip. We're not there. You know, you have no products that are that are for the Latin market. I think you should try it. By the way, and, uh, there might be spoilers if you haven't seen it yet. So, uh Maybe don't listen for a couple seconds. <laughs> I don't know if this is a spoiler. I mean, alert. we all know what happened. Well, yeah, I mean, they're, they're everywhere now. Yeah, <laughs> it's a success story. So but. anyway, it's a success story, <laughs> but he had to go out and market it himself. They didn't oh, help it and, it. and it ended and it made you feel really good about life. It was the American dream, bro. That's what it is. That's it's right. It's a dude that, that couldn't even get a job that created one of the best products and was the, the he opened the Latin American food space in retail, period. You know what I mean? So, I mean, Vallarta is probably around because it became a thing, you know? I mean, sure, I'm sure that I'm not, I don't want to say that, you know, bless yeah, the Yeah, but the, he the basically that introduced that flavor and spice to the to, masses of America, yes. yes. To North America, To have yes. a, a, a American PepsiCo Frito-Lay brand, to have yeah. a Latin American, uh, you know, category product. And he, you know, he went into the office and he told them, and they were like, what about market share? And he was like, market share? I don't know, market what share? What the fuck? And he said, oh, this. You guys could have this much more market share. That's how he closed the deal. Because the dude turned around and he said, did y'all know that we can get this much more market share? But hey, when you go into a supermarket, everybody knows what this much more is. Yeah. That's a lot of space. That's a lot. <laughs> this much more. That's exactly. Hell so yeah. yo, shout to the homie, bro. Hot Cheetos, dude. Yeah. I got some Hot Cheetos merch too. It's crazy. Uh, <laughs> uh, what are you listening to right now? Man, I've been I was listening to DMX on the way over here actually. Okay. On some dog. Oh, oh. You know. Have you heard the DMX Reading Rainbow remix? No, bro. All right, next time you're at home and you're high, yeah. just go Reading Rainbow DMX. I got to hear that. Um, butterfly in the sky. Oh. I can get twice as high. It's it's pretty anyways. <laughs> yeah, I love I, I love some DMX. You know, I'm a classic hip hop head, so most of the time you're going to hear me listening to, you know, the masters. The masters? Yeah, you know, the masters. Just the masters of the hip-hop craft, in okay. my opinion, you know? You know. But I, I listen to everything. That's right. Do you do karaoke? What's your karaoke song? Man. <laughs> I can I can mix it up. I can do, like... Do you do hip-hop? you, like, rap it? Or you... I don't like to do rap at karaoke, because... I feel like that's like the. I mean, obviously, I want to do rap because I know all the rap songs, and that's my chance to get up and perform. But I feel like it's not like I like singing at karaoke because I feel like part of the thing is like you not being good at singing, right? But like catching the vibe and really grooving out with like it. That. So I try to like 
I try to like challenge myself and make me do things that are out of character. If I get up and rap, I can actually, yeah. you know, do it. I can repeat the words yeah, and you did sound a right and be on rhythm and shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that's not like challenging me. But every now and then I'll do that. I was actually thinking the other day, I was listening to Bryson Tiller and I was like, yo, this would be a dope ass uh, karaoke song, actually. I'd like to get a little more karaoke in my life. It's actually one of my favorite, one of my favorite times. I got a good story about karaoke. I was in uh, Iowa. We were doing the Field of Dream games with all the Sandlot guys. Right? Okay. The the Field of Dream game is dope. You know, you play with like we played with like Ricky Henderson and Wade Boggs and Reggie Jackson and Ozzy Smith and all these legends. How, is that, how has that been, dude? Like being a part of this movie and like I see you at every single stadium, like throwing out pitches, doing appearances, going to like these conventions as like the crew, and, like keeping yeah. that friendship with the other cast members and being able to see them after so many years. How is that whole? It's a it's a blessing, bro. You know, it's a it's a. I love the game of baseball. I love people. I love like what the ballpark brings a family element to it. I love that this film is like transcended generations. I love that I get to hang out with like Hall of Famers and legends and do autograph signings and these things and like, you know, right. chill with these cats. And I feel like, you know, like the, the Sandlot is like, we're in the Louisville Slugger Museum. We have a, the, the movie is in the Hall of Fame. It's like, I feel like we get to be ball players, but we're never ball players, you know? Right. I've kind of been blessed to like, I did a logic video. I got to be a rapper, but right. I didn't have to be a rapper. You know what I mean? I've been blessed to like, be able to, to hang with all of these different people. You're like a true actor. People. I mean, <laughs> you're yeah. You're I acting guess. as a rapper, you're acting as a baseball player and you get all the perks to them. So you're at the Field of Dreams with, with baseball legends, Ozzy Smith, I got Ricky. the guys, I come out, I have a great game. So we're playing soft, we're playing softball. I have a great game. I went I went two for three or three for four on hits in the game. Great game. And Wade, you know, Wade's a maniac, Wade Boggs, right? He drinks, he's got the record for drinking Miller Lights on an airplane. I think it's over uh, 80 to 100 Miller Lights on a, on a cross-country flight. This so like drinks, a five-hour flight? Yeah, he drank, he drank like 100 beers. What the fuck? This How many times did he pee? With, this when, yeah, I mean, I didn't see him pee, but he drinks beers all day long. That's what I. That's my question. A hundred beers. You know how many times you're pissing on that plane in five hours? That's... They actually have a skit on. Uh, they there's Simpsons? a whole episode on Always Sunny in Philadelphia okay. where they try to break Wade Brock's record. You know what I mean? So anyway, I didn't know this about Wade until I met him. So this this is just this character who was like. One of the coolest people I've ever met in my life, actually. He's so fun. But uh, so he, he takes a liking to us. He keeps calling us little leaguers and saying we're fucking cool and he wants to hang out with us and shit. So, you know, we're just drinking beer with Wade Boggs and he's like, we're all staying at the same hotel. And he's like, he's like, I love singing karaoke. I'm going to go back to the hotel and we're going to set up karaoke and we're going to sing karaoke in the bar. And I'm like, fuck it. I'm not going to miss a chance to Wait, go he had sing his own karaoke. karaoke set up? Well, no, nah, but they did at the hotel. Okay, okay. And Wade tell, if Wade tells you to set up the karaoke, <laughs> He's you set up do the it. Yeah, yeah, It was yeah. karaoke night because Wade said yeah, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Wade gets down there. <laughs> And, and he's not kidding. And I'm expecting, I'm like, damn, is this dude good at karaoke? Because he's like super into it and shit. And he's like, I like to sing Celine Dion. And I'm like, fuck, get the fuck out of here. Is, is Wade Boggs going to have some fucking lungs on him and just start bailing out Celine Dion and shit? And he sang Celine Dion. He can't fucking sing. But it was like almost better anyway that that was the case. But he really goes into it. You know what I'm saying? He felt it. Oh, he feels Near it. Oh, yeah. All of that, bro. He, he, he means where it. So. I could see that's amazing. And I tell him, I'm going to do Leonard Skinner. I'm going to do Simple Man by Leonard Skinner in Iowa at this bar. And Wade's like, I'll sing back up for you, brother. Let's go. And I get on the thing and we do Simple Man. 
and everything's done and it's that long ass song and all those like breaks and shit and uh we get done with the song and wade grabs me with his miller light in his hand and the mic and he whispers in my ear and he said that was fucking beautiful brother <laughs> God, it was a. <laughs> it was definitely a surreal moment that's amazing and that's no that was just a moment that was a moment that was a moment, dude. In yeah. Iowa. In Iowa. With, karaoke. With Wade Boggs singing, singing karaoke. Wow, dude. Yeah. What a motherfucking I've what been a great blessed story. To, to be around some cool people and see some cool shit. Singing karaoke with Wade Boggs. Sheesh. Um, I don't even know where to go, but that's like fucking great. Uh, let me just ask you a couple more questions, then I wanna I wanna get down with something real quick. Uh, ha- ask everybody this because I'm so curious. If you could be a superhero, if you had any superpower, any superpower, dude, superhero power, what's your superhero power? So my answer to this question is always the same. And my superhero power would be able to speak. I would, I'd want to be able to communicate to anybody the way that I can use the English language. So Bro, I would I- want to be able to speak any language, but be as witty and as funny and as as being able to bring people together as I could because I think that would be the greatest the greatest tool really right like yeah I'd want to fly and be invisible and all this other stuff but to imagine to be like an orator that could just bridge any gap or put two people in a room and like make them feel like they're sharing common space communicating communicate Bro, do you listen to the show? Do you, bro, like, this one says Jesus and this one says be able to communicate. Yes, that's an amazing thing. Even, and I'm doing animals too. Like, I want to be able to speak to the animals. Yeah, no, like, yeah, anything, that would be amazing. If other species just come to, in, just to, communicate. To be able to have that vibe where, like, yeah. people know that we're in a safe space and there's no judgment and, uh, and uh, you know, we care. What a great answer, dude. Great answer. I, said, I heard you said you did something with Hasbro, like a commercial. Yeah, that was my first my first acting gig ever. What was it? What board game? No, it was like a, it was that it was like a sandwich factory, which is weird. It was like this. This it was a pretty big thing. It was like a thing, and you made like different <laughs> shaped fucking peanut butter and jelly sam- sandwiches with it. But the commercial was crazy because it was a big budgeted commercial at the time. <laughs> it was a national forum. It was a big product they were rolling out. And like, it was in a kitchen. And we were all at the kitchen table. And like, everything in the kitchen, though, was like animated and like popping open and closing and doing all this crazy shit. So it was like the, the Hasbro sandwich factory. It was like a fun set. Yeah, but it wasn't like CGI. This is like real 85. shit. So it was like, you know, they probably spent a quarter million dollars making a fucking set that opened and closed that and did all like- this weird shit, you know? <laughs> <laughs> this is back like, we have like, the blessing of being able to record for nothing anymore. We all got supercomputers in our pocket, right? When right. I started acting, everything was manual. People were still splicing film. This shit was made. You know what I mean? Big if somebody cameras. fucked up with the with the sound sync or the or you know uh, a hair in the lens or something, that shit just wasn't going. There was no recapturing that moment again. You know? So damn, it's a lot, a lot of pressure. Yeah, a lot of pressure. Well, you know, I'm Hasbro recognized. Is that what the game is? What is it called? Yeah, that's it. Is it? The Sandwich Factory. I think that's it. Yep, right there. <laughs> the Funwich. Yeah, the Hasbro Funwich Factory. That was the product. <laughs> hey, you got God bless the internet for like being able to, to be in these spaces and talk about some shit. And then and, you know, up. Yeah, we're we're hey. gonna set we're gonna we're gonna uh elevate this the studio experience and we're gonna drop bring up pictures and videos. I'm sure in the yeah. post we can make that happen. But uh we make it happen. Well, you know, I'm Hasbro recognized. 
Are you? Yeah. Because I'm a. What does that mean? Uh, I'm a world champion in Connect Four. I am undefeated. No one can beat me in Connect Four. I've heard that about you. Yeah. And I've actually, and now that you bring it up, that makes sense because I've seen you playing in different size boards all over, all over the campus yeah. space. But uh, I, am I? Can I challenge you? Is that what am I supposed to do? Yeah, you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. When was the last time you played Connect Four? It's been a while. Yeah. You might have to give me a little refresher on how it works, but I know I try to get four in a row, yeah. right? It's Connect Four. The name is pretty self-explanatory. Yeah, that's it. We out here. You didn't do no Connect Four commercials. No, I didn't do Connect Four commercials. Oh, but we're been about great. to do a Connect Four commercial. No, we're about to just play because I'm I'm Hasbro recognized. I'm a world champ in this. I'm a very I, I've played all around the world. Have you really? Yeah, I, I've, I've I'm not really Hasbro recognized, but it sounds good. So Hasbro, if you're listening, you know what's up, baby. Let's go. <laughs> but you know, I do I do a little thing at Apothecary on Thursdays. If you I've come by that. and yeah. beat me in Connect Four, you get a half ounce. Really? Yeah. Does anybody beat you? Yeah. Well, you know, it's a you know, I'm nice. Oh, uh, I got you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get it. But but they wouldn't be able to otherwise. You're you're confident in your skills. Usually not. Yeah. And sometimes it's hard for me to let them win. Even when I try to let them win, I still win because they just it's just hard yeah, for them. Okay. All right, let's get this, let's make this happen. Listen, we're gonna play Connect Four right now. Adam Hill versus Chauncey. Uh, you know you've seen him. You've probably smoked his weed, and if you haven't, you should check it out. Let me set this shit up real quick. Bam. We put that in there. You want red or yellow? Uh, let's go red. Let's go. Dude. Let's go. I'm gonna set this up. I'm gonna put this right here. We're gonna look at the same side. Let me just put this up a little bit. How are we on that shot? We're good. We're good. We're good. You'll be ready. You want to go first or second? I'll go second. All right. You want me to go? Yep. Let's go, dude. All right. You already know we went center. He went right. Let's fucking make it happen, baby. Uh, you never played? You uh, you got the dad life. What? You got dad life? I do have dad life. Yes. You guys don't play games? You you play Connect Four? We don't play Connect Four, no. But um. We do play other games. These kids today, they're they're more in the digital age, bro. They like to play board games, but it ain't really, you know. They got they, they got, got board games on the phone. They got phones and computers and TVs and just super super duper super duper, you know? It's a little bit different these days. It is, it is. But you know, in board games you gotta you gotta make it classic and bring it back. You're right. You are right. Yeah. And I I hate to do this to you because I wanna play you for a lot longer. Because I enjoy playing this game, but I think it might be over. Yeah? Yeah. You got me beat right now. You can already tell? Mm. Okay. I mean, you're a professional. I am. I am. And oh, I uh, lost. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that was terrible. I, listen, listen. <laughs> I'm asking questions. We out here. This is like regular for me. I do this all the time, yeah. like yeah, every day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like, I you know. I get it. I get it. Bring them on. Confuse yeah. them with the questions. No. And then kick their ass at Connect Four. Listen, anytime you want to play, look, you can hit me up. Anytime yeah. you want to play, I got the big board. I got the regular board. I got the pocket size. And I got the cell phone board. So do people say cell phones? I got the phone one. I got the app. Got the app. All day, dude. Got to get the app. But listen, listen. It's fucking, it's great. It's great. It's fun. It's like chess, but for ADD. I get it. I get it. Yeah, you did good, though. I said you had the concept. You tried to, like, just get me on the right side. You just went all three in a row, like, thinking I wasn't going to get that shit. 
I knew you were gonna get it. That was probably <laughs> that was probably dumb in hindsight, but whatever. For the for the sake of the the, the show, let's not keep the game going too long. No, no, we're oh, please. <laughs> please, please listen. We've been live streaming on Twitch. We had a bunch of people in chat. Uh, let me see what's going on. Let's catch up to anyone. Um, Kids gonna smoke regardless. I don't use to bam bam bam. Shout out to everyone in the chat. We out here live streaming. We're with uh oh yeah, yeah. We there's a it's been active today, dude, because uh, I see people were out here doing some things. Uh any questions? I remember playing the Sandlot Disc on my DVD player every Saturday back then. Shout out Damn, to DVD. Shout out to Stout. Sandlot Saturdays. Well, uh Freaks and Geeks was the shit. How was that experience hanging out with all them young stoners, dude? Man, that was a blessing. It was cool just to be around comedic greatness and the energy on set was electric, you know? So yeah. it's like not just the actors, but that's Judd Apatow and Paul Feig and all these great comic minds and, and writers and, you know, Jake Kasdan, all the directors, the writers, producers, everybody on that show is greatness. Like everybody's gone on to do bigger and better things and just be hella successful. So uh, it was a it was really cool part. You know, it was a really, a really cool set to be on to have that experience. Oh, yeah, dude. The Joe Rogan of weed. Dope. Oh, chill, dude. Yeah. Thank you, by the way. I don't know what that means, but I appreciate it. Uh, you know, he's the, he's, he does the podcast. He does the host. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah. Uh, everyone says they love your dinner options as well. Those were awesome choices. And they also love the gassy and the creaminess. It sounds great. Um, yeah, man. Uh, they got mad. They said no spoilers for the Hot Cheeto movie. My bad, my bad. <laughs> I mean, we know how the story ended, right? Yeah, yeah, But go yeah. watch it because it's incredible and the cast is great and it's really well done and uh, we suggest it. Me and my uh, uh, someone said they met you in Reseda. That's right. Way back in the day, dude. I bet. I'm, I'm from Reseda. What? I went to Reseda High, dude. <laughs> I see you got Reseda on the Valley Girl. Yeah, you know what? You got I the do. Reseda City. Yeah, I got the Reseda. I got Skateland on there. What? Damn, Skateland is gone. Like, yeah, it's not Skateland anymore for sure. But yeah, that was my childhood. So that's like my neighborhood right there where I grew up, you know, tagging on walls and being a little hoodlum. So. Yeah, everyone's dropping the forever. Forever. In the chat. Uh, it's People are saying how Sandlot shaped their childhoods. What movie do you associate with with your childhood as a classic? Ooh. All right, Freddie. Um, Because hmm. a lot of people like Sandlot, they're like, that's not my movie. And what movie were you watching or got you playing all the time? Uh, you know what movie I really like from my childhood? It's one of my favorite films, even still to this day, is uh, Big Trouble in Little China. <laughs> Love that movie. Kurt Russell, Kim Cattrall. You know, uh, it was a great one. Uh, childhood, childhood. I mean, you know, I liked all the cool shit. Every little kid wants to be, you know, a cowboy or a ninja or something dope, right? Star Wars, wanted to be a Jedi. That's awesome, you know? Um, I liked the American Ninja movies. Those were dope. Uh, it was bad 80s films. I was from a bad era for films. Really Please, those were the best movies. The alien movies. Yeah. They were the best, dude. Uh, do you, uh, uh, um, what's, what's going on right now with all the aliens, dude? I mean, I, I see what everybody else sees, but I feel like, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm under the impression that these cats have just been here all, all at all times and all around and, and, you know, it's, it's much above my pay grade, but you know, I see all the crazy shit that everybody else sees. Yeah. I'm not like a ufologist, but you know. 
I'm, I'm at the point in my life where I believe in everything. Because, you know. That's how I feel. If you can imagine it, it's real. Like, yeah. we can't be able, how are we able to conceptualize something with our brains? Okay, let's the- talk about that, because now you're getting to, like, the quantum space, and I'm all about it, bro. Pull up a chair, and let's, 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 you brought it up, and let's say. So, if, if we are creating our reality, right? So, space-time is a fabric. Reality has a fabric, right? So, and we're saying that if we're creating these things in our mind, then us thinking about them in turn definitely brings them into reality, right? I know that when I have an idea about a product or a thing that I want to do, and if I don't jump on it, I will see it done by somebody else, right? And it happens like pretty soon after. And I have a million ideas and I have a million things to do. So a lot of them, a lot of them don't come, but I will be like, damn, homie jumped on it. I could see it, you know? And it's obviously out there in the ether. And I feel like I'm scared to like, speak things because i know that once i like say it to somebody that i know that it's it's free game at that point right because i put it out there and if i don't jump on it now i made it i made it real so maybe all of these things are just somebody's imagination that they pulled out whether it be the freddy krueger or the chucky why you gotta go horror though i mean whatever because people that's the type of shit that they think about (laughs) lord of the rings or vampires right like i mean we are bringing these things uh yeah, I believe in all that shit. Fuck it. Leprechauns, yeah, think, fairies, gnomes. You name it, I believe in it. I think uh, I think Pablo Picasso said it. If you could imagine it, it's real. And I think, you know, we heard that we only use, what, a, a small percentage of our brain capacity. A very and, small percentage of what we're capable And I know of. sometimes when we take other substances, they might unlock. We might think we're hallucinating, seeing something, but it might unlock other parts of our brain or our powers that we see things that are really in existence but we just don't have those things open right now because we are sealed off with whatever it is that we have we been are cons- very distracted we're, we're distracted we have a lot of stuff going on there's a lot of noises and things that are unnatural at all times so we don't really like we can't really tune in and when you're on psilocybin or something which is known to rewire neural pathways and and take you into what I feel like is definitely other dimensions and different things and, and open you up to those those different those different experiences that uh yeah, I mean there's there's a lot more going on than that I'm uh, capable of, of even understanding, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh I someone keeps bringing up the big green. Yeah, like, Big Green was dope. That was fun. That was a soccer film we did. Me and Pat from Sandlot did that movie. It was a Disney movie. It was pretty it was pretty dope. It was with uh, Steve Gutenberg, the cat that played Mahoney on all the uh, Police Academy movies. Uh-huh. Those movies are great. Those are ones that I like Police watching. Academy, Police damn. Academy was that hilarious, unlocked bro. a fucking yeah. memory in my brain that I forgot about. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that dude, dude was dope. Bobcat goes, That shit was crazy, dude. Yeah. Uh, so that was a cool film. Big Green. It's a soccer movie. Soccer's a great... It's, it's, a, it's football. Soccer is an amazing sport to play. It's a lot of fun. And... Uh, it's a. It was a cool film to shoot as well. The big, yeah, the big green. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, uh, yeah, they were bringing it up. They're also bringing up uh, a bunch of things now. The uh, reason I brought it up was because of what uh, you guys were talking about. The aliens, like all the imaginations, and all yeah. those things. And I remember that movie. In the movie, he would always imagine these like villains coming. Exactly. At him. Yeah, Pat was the goalie. Yeah. And then whatever the name of the team was there would be these shots where like they're the knights but when he saw them they were on horses like 
jousting. Oh, at so him he imagined that he was imagining these things, the, the Terminators and this, and and it was it was pretty get, cool. You're right. Yeah. And they get to the penalties at the very end. Yeah. And then he imagines like he's the one. At Exactly. Like like, so oh, his imagination becomes reality. Well, there, you go. there was a little, there was a little quantum physics <laughs> hidden in a Disney film. Yeah. The answers are all around us, people. They're all around <laughs> us. You just got to be open to it. You know. He said, "They're here, dude. They're I here." I didn't even, I didn't even think of that. But in in the conversation, you're right. This is what it it brought that into the realm, and you're 100 percent correct. Thank you for that. No, dude. Yeah. Full circle, dude. Full circle, bro. Full circle. Uh, dude wants to know what industry is harder. Was it the weed industry or the movie industry? Um, I mean, they both have their downfalls. They're both a grind like a motherfucker, regardless of what anybody thinks. You know what I mean? Uh, you know, they're both difficult. I think, I think they both come with heartbreak and blood, sweat, and tears for sure. I like, I like the hard path. I don't choose easy things to do. My passions have been like definitely things that are, you know, big goals. So, yeah, I mean, they, they, they got the same similar elements, you know? Yeah, they're very relatable. I can see what you're saying. Yeah. All it's right. hard to break through in either one, you know, and be successful. Uh, but, you know, that's what I like to do. Do you still, uh, what, what is like a typical day for Chauncey? Like, what, how, what do you do? What do you do for fun? Do you, do you microdose? Are you on mushroom? Do you take, I'm on and off microdosing for sure. Um, I haven't been on for a while right now, but I do. It has definitely been a, a big game changer for me in my life, creatively and and just spiritually and structurally. Um, I do a podcast now, so if I'm recording, we do a couple episodes a week usually. Um, not weed related, just like you know, cool guests and business background and stuff. And what then, is it? Tell me where your people find it. What's the show? The show's called Truth Hurts Show. It's uh, on YouTube. You can find it there through my socials, whatever. It's we like post. an audio pod, like a video podcast? Video podcast. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We do the clips and the reels and all that stuff. So um, that's been fun because I've got to like talk to some really intelligent, successful people from all different walks of life. So that's great because it's like a lot of these guys are like part of like big mastermind courses and stuff and are like extremely successful. And I've found that, yo... How blessed am I to like sit and just chop it up with this dude and hear his story for like an hour and like people pay to like sit down and share right uh, audience with this guy, let alone like be able to like be one on one with them. So it's it's cool to do that, you know? Yeah, having the access because the, yeah, they're Picking doing up. seminars and you're out yeah. here getting the that's how I feel being able to do the podcast for exactly. as many years as I have like been doing it. ones with people, you know? Yeah, I've been able to chill and like kick my feet up and talk about aliens and but, fucking uh, zombies and fairies. But a regular day is like I still grow weed every day, so I'm gonna go to I'm gonna wake up, I'm gonna get coffee, I'll probably take my kids to school, I'll go to to the warehouse, I'll make mixes and do the day to day of whatever that is, and then if it's branding or doing a podcast or coming to promote the brand or doing something like your show or dealing with distro or going to do bud tender training at a, a shop somewhere or meet these people what do you mean butt tender training just like, like going to like, like chop you, it up with the shops like i'll go to like we were in catalyst and uh and uh bellflower uh a few weeks back and just going and giving a demo to the butt tenders telling them our story about the brand and this stuff and so you go to the dispensaries and talk about your brand and your flower and like educate them and and let them try the flavors and yeah i mean they're familiar obviously but like I go and they, uh, you know, they know that we show up and like they can hear firsthand that 
This shit, it's, it's, it's not a game. I was just listening to DMX. It is not a game. Nah, we really out here. Like, we really grow weed and care about this shit. And they can tell, like, you know how, like, you could talk to somebody for about 15 minutes and know, like, I know if somebody really grows weed or not in about five minutes. Right. You know, so, like, I'll know, like, if you're just Bullshit. part of this or not or whatever. Like, you know, it's like people know, so... Uh, it's good to let them know that, you know, this is really what we do and we're passionate about it. And it's not just about putting some shit in a bag. Like you said, we don't, I haven't made vapes or, you know, I do hash collabs and concentrate collabs with friends of mine that are great at what they do. But it's not like, yo, I want to do this all encompassing thing. I grow flower. That's what I do. You know what I mean? And I curate and, and hunt and breed and do different things to to find these things for my brand myself and that's what the curation for that that brand and and foreign genetics is you know what i mean yeah just getting it out there you uh have you like when you look for flowers are you like seeds or clones you you're from the valley you ever fuck with cali connection um no i haven't but uh i mean i i hunt everything from seed okay i don't run anybody else's gear right now um no like breeder cuts or anything people offer me all types of shit but it's been quite a while since, like, uh, outside of the squints, like, the original rainbow chip, everything else that you've seen from us has been, like, ours. You know what I mean? Except for the Valley Girl. The Valley Girl, obviously, that's not hunted from sea. But uh, for the most part, I'm looking for things that are ours. We don't share genetics. I don't sell genetics. Um, we haven't done any seed drops. We keep everything in-house. It's just for us. And if it fits the market in some way because you know candy's popular or this profile is popular then i'm hunting for something that is in that profile but is different than what everybody else is on yeah know? when we were in the shop you were looking like you you found some unique terps that you were interested in like you yeah, and you went straight to, to flower you weren't looking at the edibles you weren't looking at the no, concentrates no, no. no pre-rolls no cart you're like no, no, flower no. flower flower yeah and that's like market research for me i want to see and touch and feel and and see what product looks like when it's packaged and it's been sitting on the shelf for a little while you know because i see weed fresher than most people will ever see it so it's different yes. i want to see what the end product and the end consumer is seeing later because we're so far removed from it that we don't really know usually you know what i mean so it's good to go in there and like touch it and really see what it's like you know that's how we keep evolving listen dude we could keep evolving with this conversation i feel like i could talk to you forever dude we just making it happen just chilling out here uh it's been great dude it's been great chauncey just fucking chopping it up and getting lit yeah are we about to close up I well, mean, yeah, we usually try to keep like an hour-ish. We're over an hour, you okay. know, try to keep it. I know, I know we could talk for hours. Well, Why, I, I appreciate you, big dog. Let me let me get some... Uh, yeah, yeah, I want to get your plugs. I want to get where people find you because I know of that podcast I want you or the yeah. video podcast on YouTube. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Truth Hurts show for the podcast. That's on YouTube. I post it on my social. Is it just Truth Hurts? Truth Hurts. Okay. Show. Show. Yeah. Because that's like, whether she like a singer, Truth Hurts and like... Maybe, I'm not sure. I'm sure it's been used before, but you know. <laughs> no, we got it. In the literal sense of like, you know, the truth hurts. Truth man. hurts show, yeah. <laughs> and you're just out here talking. But, uh, you're just out here. Mostly, we, we have some 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 depression stuff, some spiritual stuff, mostly business and things of that nature, because we're at that age in our life where that's what we're we're fascinated with. Yes. Um, but it's it is all over the place. So you know, uh, but also obviously foreign genetics, um, squints. We got the store for in Los Angeles. We have a new location opening up in the valley actually it's going to be on mason and roscoe 
Um, and that's going to be a Squint times four. Instead. What? Right next to the 7-Eleven? Right next to the 7-Eleven. I know exactly where that is, yeah, that's dude. that's us. So. What? Um, so uh, we're building that right now. We're getting that done, design work and stuff. And then, you know, RPG, Valley Girl. I got a, I got another uh, strain dropping really soon. Um, another special project that I'm working on, you know, out, out with some friends from PA as well. So that'll pop. But, uh, you know, just curating the brands and trying to build more stores and, and bring our story and our flower to people and, and that's that how are the stores doing um i think the store is doing pretty good uh you know it's in a rough neighborhood um, i think i drove by it and i was like wait is that really the is that is that chauncey spot right there dude? yeah 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 is so, it like on pico or it's on pico yeah okay. so in los angeles so you know pico right you know uh I'm like blanking out on the damn address right now, but uh, and it's like Pico and like uh, like it's 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 in it's in uh yeah so it's on Pico it, it's Pico west of downtown it's yeah it's it's in between Western and, and I was gonna and say Ho Western it's in between Western and Hoover on Pico yeah yeah I was gonna say Western it's and Pico in Los Angeles yes yes uh, yes you know uh yeah the store's doing great it's picking up slowly slow and steady you know how it is highly saturated. It is. Different neighborhoods have different markets. That's not our neighborhood. That's not where we're from necessarily. So it's hard. We can't just put stores where we want in Los Angeles. There's all of these rules and regulations that allow you to like yes. be where you want to be. So for us to even get a valley spot was like, you know, game changer because like at least it's it's home, you know. But uh, but yeah, for in Los Angeles, the neighborhood's been great. Business is picking up. Uh, you know, people are finding that we're there to, to be. We're community guys, bro. Like like. Like being from Green Dragon and taking care of the community is like that's what we're all about. We want to bring good flour and good products at a reasonable price, and and hopefully we can help people get through their day a little bit easier, you know. Chauncey, in the building, dude. Uh, chat, appreciate y'all. Ken, how you feeling over there? My man is zoned. Man, I am locking in with this cord right here. I've seen that. <laughs> My jeans can go for like, for like ever. You know I forget he's there sometime and then I look up and I'm like, nah, he's still there. Live. Live, dude. You know? It's a, that's the, like, I, I need some of that vibe in my life actually because, you know, that's a very peaceful thing to be able to just, to be, there's nothing more present than that, right? You're, you're in the present moment, like enjoying so, this. So, listen to you guys talk too. Yeah, he was playing like Celine Dion. He was playing like Rita yeah. Rainbow. He like plays yeah. songs that we mentioned. It's crazy. And see, I'm I'm talking, so I'm not even picking that up. But the the, the, the you know the, the culmination of that is amazing. Yeah, Ken Strong, Ken's the goat, dude. Yes. Uh, I know chat's been dropping your link in the chat, but uh, you're on Instagram at 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 Squints, S Q U I N T S. Damn, got it. That's amazing. Yeah. And uh, website, are you doing any of that? Or you... uh, we have foreignlosangeles.com. Um, there's a link to the store. You can, you know, get orders ready from there and everything else. Um, on Twitter, um, underscore squints. Uh, and uh, yeah, that's it. I mean, everything kind of feeds through my Instagram anyway. At Squints, listen, dude, it's always a pleasure to have you, dude. It's been great. Everyone's saying encore in the chat. I feel like we can talk for more, a lot longer, dude. I mean, especially if we start talking about, fucking, you know, others, other beings oh, that yeah. are among us right now. I mean, that's, I, a, that's a, just a stoner conversation. Man. I think there's a portal in the valley, like, off of Magnolia, 
and east of Vineland. Interesting. That, because there's always weird activity right there. I know they just got the, you know, the... the are, you talking about, are, you, are you talking about the subway? <laughs> <laughs> that, hey, there could, is a portal, my that friend. That could be the portal. <laughs> that could be the portal. But there is uh, interesting people that walk down that street that don't that are human like but don't have like human character you, you see men, men in black yeah no 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 you're right you know uh we I say mean, it's like drugs or something but but who knows but it's definitely some some it's active and there's some weird shit it's a lot more and it's like regular so yeah i just don't know it's like they're right they're bringing it to us dude like, I, love, right, I love men in black men in black was like the great the greatest similage in a movie i've ever seen actually bro when, when he went and he took Will and he took him to the lockers and he opened the locker and, and he was like, you mean there's a galaxy on this, on this, on this little, this little, you know, the, the name tag. And he was like, boy, and he took him to the thing and he opened it up and he was like, it was just all lockers, right? So like every galaxy, just like, that was the multiverse, right? Was that what he was telling them? That like, yeah, it's an endless possibility. So... You know, shouts to the men in black homies for putting the, the word out there, you know? I do these things sometimes on Sundays called Temp Hill, Temple, and we do, like, conspiracy videos and, yeah. you know, look at random stories, and I, I'm on Google Earth a lot, so I search the Earth. Yeah, you're into it. And I've been looking for, like, you know, the, des- the, the spots, and there's some interesting places on this planet that are visible from satellite that you can, like... That you can actually have access to at any moment. And then, like, sometimes you have, they forget to turn off the privacy, so you can, like, click, because they have pictures, but you can, most of your pictures upload to Google, the Google Drive, oh. and sometimes those are public, so you can click into, like, locations that are inside, like, houses or buildings, or, or really? like, random spots, and I'm, like, clicking, and I'm like, yo, I don't know if I should be looking at these spots, and I'm, like, inside labs and inside oh, random really? military bases. And, oh, wow. Bro, it's crazy. That's above my pay grade. That's crazy. But yeah. it's very, it's interesting to see. What's Super like, interesting. How big this planet is and like what actually goes on on other, like we just have our country that we're all in a bubble in, but every country has, every culture has these, you know, conspiracy theorists or people that, you know, think about other beings, other species, other life forms, other realities. And... Yeah, it, it, it can give me anxiety, but, uh, you know, I'm at a point in my life now where I'm just kind of focused on what's in front of me. And although I do, <laughs> I do keep up with popular culture and all the stories out there, I know that, uh, you know what I like to say, you know, everybody's trying to change everything, and we're all trying to change it through politics or this or that. And, uh, you know, I got kids, so I just like to think that as long as I... You know, you can change the world in two generations by teaching the youth different, right? Or teaching them to be the change that you want to see in the world. Because regardless of all of our thoughts or opinions, we'll, we'll all go back to dust and die, you know, sooner sooner than later. So um, I like to focus on them. So I just keep it like, you know, I want to be a good role model for my kids and people out there and let them know to find their passion and, and work hard and just, uh, you know, be the, be the change represent the change just by being it instead of talking about it. I feel like we're at a stage now where everybody's talking about everything but ain't nobody really doing shit. So let's just do and be what we want to see the change be and, you know, the world will follow. 
What a wonderful world. Are you going to some trippy place right now? Uh, I was gonna. I was gonna. Let's see it. Fuck it. Bring right, it up. Here, well, I was just gonna show you this spot real quick. This is like my go-to where a lot of people uh, start tripping out. It's like a little portal right here. Here, let me show them real quick. Um, I'm not gonna see some shit I'm not supposed to see, am I? No, I mean, it's on my computer, so you're fine. Okay. Uh, hold on. All right, let me find it real quick. I'm gonna take you to the space portal that I found. I don't know what it is. Is this the one in the valley? No. No, it's no, not no. In the desert. Oh no, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is. <laughs> if it was in the valley, I'd go there. This is like no access. Hold on. Where are we at right now? Where am I at in the world right now, dude? Where am I at? It's right over here. Uh. Where are we at? Here, I'll find it. Let, I'll show it to you. We don't need to look at it right now. I'm just super. Oh, here we go. Here we go. It's right here, dude. Oh yeah. There you go. Well, yeah, that's an interesting uh, uh, little thing there, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So uh, what I'm showing them is like a portal. It looks like that, uh, like a halo gun. And then, like, if you look around it, it's just surrounded by tanks, bro. <laughs> <laughs> you see that? Yeah, that's a. Uh... Uh huh. So it's like, um, what are we? What is this, dude? Like, are we supposed to be seeing this? I mean, you know. Like we said, reality reality copies inspiration. So we've seen Stargate and things of that nature. Yeah. So uh, yeah, there's some interesting things in the world that I just find, and then like there's stuff like this all over the world. There is, huh? Yeah. And you're like, uh, that's very close in that in that. Yeah, it's kind of near. And then there's like hieroglyphics in that area. Like there's a bunch of random shit. So. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe people just like to trip people out on Google Earth and leave shit. Uh, I mean, I wish that was like to be like so precise like that and accurate. Yeah, yeah for sure. Please, please. But yeah, there's some, uh, there's just some random shit. That was a sort of quick one. That was some very spirit cooking shit right there, for sure. Yeah. So yeah, there's a lot of random shit. I don't really know. Can you 3D walk there? What? Can you 3D walk? No, there's no pictures. Right no, you know you can, you can bring a little guy in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what I'm saying, uh, yeah, yeah, you can't. The closest thing you can do is uh, there's like writing on the mountains over here, dude. This is the closest spot you can see. That's what I'm saying, dude. It's the weirdest thing. And then you go over here, and then when you look at this spot, uh, it's just all like, yeah, this stuff, writing hi hieroglyphics. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Is that exciting? Mm-hmm. That's exciting stuff, dude. Yeah, that's dope. <laughs> we're gonna get high and look at cool shit on the internet together, man. Uh, listen, like we're in Pineapple Express right now. So, like, I'll look up videos, I'll watch yeah. videos, and then they'll talk about locations. I'm like, let me go look at this location, and then I'll find, like, yeah, the no. weirdest shit, dude. Like, the real Atlantis and, like, other... Like, we're not the only Area 50. We're not, we don't have the only Area 51, you know what I'm saying? Of course. Like, other countries. Even like, though, you know... Like you should see China's Area 51. I and that's the one that we can see. Yeah, exactly. And I'm like, yo, bro, like, once you start getting there, yeah, you start going into a deeper and deeper hole, bro. <laughs> yeah, I, I've never really... I haven't really dwelled down... I mean, I, I hear all of the things, but I haven't really done the research, so... <laughs> it is some, some trippy shit, for sure. 
Yeah, it's just, it's just crazy. Just the more you get into it, it's like you have to understand. Hey, man, if they keep letting me grow weed, I'll just be happy. That's what I'm saying. Just, that's why I say sometimes ignorance is bliss. Let me just I'm chill just, out. I'm, I'm, I'm like just focused on what I'm doing right now. And look, you're doing a great job. Your weed is amazing. If you walk into any shop and you see any foreign genetics, uh, make sure you check it out. Uh, it's fucking amazing flavors. I love, I smoked the Wendy. I remember getting that like a year or two ago when you were just starting it. Uh, I want to add that uh, there's some Burning Rope Farms and a Feel Good LA uh, collab right here, the Sour Trilly. Yo, homies, y'all did an amazing job. This shit smells incredible. That's all, That's all. you know, extended family, and I have much respect for all of those cats. I might actually take a dab of this shit real quick just because it smells so delicious. Uh, it's a great um, flavor. I was very fortunate enough to come across some Ooh. feel good flavors. Yeah. Um, and they had it sour, and you know, immediately, you know, I'm a sour chaser, bro. I love the sours. I love like a haze. Yeah. You said you don't like the Jackies. I love the Jack Terps. You I know, mean, I'm into those. Like, I love the way it smells. It's just I'm not a big Jack smoker. But yeah, that that, that, that lemon pine just doesn't. It's not my thing. But I have had a lot of experience with it, and I understand that there is a place in the market for it. You know, for for all of those those flavors that we used to have readily available for people. I like growing Jack. Jack's a good plant, bro. I've grown Jack. Yeah. I know, because I was asking you about your the four jacks. I was like, you don't have any, like, super sativas on there. Like, you were talking about the rainbow guava. Every, well, yeah, and, it, and when I say, like, not, like, classic sativas, because those were all, like, cuts that were categorized as, as sativas. I feel like all of the breeding now, like, everything's hella hybrided out. Because, 100%. Yeah, everything's just kind of... But when I say, like, sativa-ish, I'm talking about, like, in effect inter profile and things that remind me of like sativa flavors and what i do mean is it's like for a sativa palette type of deal right? right i mean sativas tend to test really really high in thc so if you're looking to get high and all you smoke is is candy or gelatos and stuff like that bro if you go blast some blue dream or some jack Whoa. some concentrate from some blue dream or some jack yeah. You're gonna be high as fuck. Yeah, some haze. You're gonna have a fucking anxiety attack is what you're gonna have. That shit's gonna get you going. That shit gets you I mean, it depends. It depends. It depends that little, but, but sometimes people like that little paranoid effect. You know, like people say that OG's too strong for them. It makes them like couch slide. OG makes me want to go do push-ups. This business was built off of like us taking OG dabs and then running around the shop doing a bunch of shit. You know what I mean? So I'm an active OG guy. It makes me racy. I want to get out and do some shit. Well, it's been amazing, dude. Thank you. I know we can keep talking. You're the yeah, best. Yeah, good forever, but it's all good. We'll save it for next time. All right, G. Yep. Squints. Yo, thanks Chauncey, to everybody. You know? At Squints. Check it out. All love, dude. Uh, until next time. I'll see you guys. Yeah? Are we out, Ken? How you feeling? You good? Feeling all right, man. I'm just over here in the zone trying to keep the fingers going. Let's go. Well, it's all love, dude. Thank you guys all for hanging out. Uh, you already know, at Adam Mill, check it out. Uh, YouTube, uh, getting high with all the social media. Just go to adammill.com. Y'all have been amazing. Appreciate each and every one of you. Y'all can be anywhere in the world, do whatever you want, and you're here with us. So until next time, baby, we'll see you. Bye.
Hell yeah. We had fun. We relaxed the chairs. These things are dope. <laughs> this is much more my vibe. We do the podcast at a desk, but I would be way better if I was just getting people high and sitting in a chair like this. You know what I'm saying? You got the vibes, my friends. Yes, chilling with the homies, yo. Just chilling with the homies. Oh, you're gonna get the mics off.